I'm Amy. Hey, I'm Erica. Sorry we missed you at happy hour this week. Oh yeah, you weren't there. Bummer. But no worries, we've got you covered. Yeah, we're rewinding this week's happy hour chat. The dish on pop culture. True crime. Hot topics in the news. And of course, podcasts. So, pour yourself a glass and... Cheers! You're listening to Happy Hour Rewind. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I am one of your hosts, Erica Jarvis, and with me, Amy Randolph. Hello! Welcome to our new podcast. Yay! Yay! So, yeah, we made some changes. You heard our new intro. Um... This is now Happy Hour Rewind. Welcome. Happy to see you guys. We missed you at happy hour this week. Where were you? Yeah. Hello. Hello. We were definitely happy houring. Well, we're professionals. Well, that's, that's a true story. Yes. So, like Amy mentioned, new show. Welcome. We did just kind of put out a little update yep. just to kind of bring you guys along on the journey. We are not saying goodbye to Loving On podcasts, but we wanted to expand upon all the other things that we love talking about at our actual weekly happy hours. Absolutely. So while Podcast Rewind is like our first love, yes, our first baby that we'll never forget, it's like we sent it off to college and it changed its name major. It <laughs> changed its major is exactly right. <laughs> so now we are living as Happy Hour Rewind. And I think that that deserves our first official HHR cheers. 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 It's time, of course, we are not abandoning drink of the week at Happy Hour Rewind, and we're having a special beverage this week to celebrate. Yay! And we are having champagne, our favorite beverage. A brut champagne. A brut, of course. champagne. If you know anything about Amy. And I think they do by now. I think they do. She likes her champagne like she likes her humor. Dry. Dry. (laughs) Yes. Um, Of course, we have to have some champagne. Um... Yeah. Well, there's so much to celebrate. Exactly. Really. That's what I was thinking. Like, where do we begin? Uh, yeah, I know. So, you know, for you podcast rewind listeners that are joining us now, you'll probably have noticed that we haven't given you a show in a few weeks. Yes. But it's not like we haven't been busy. Oh my god. Outside of work and our non-existent dating lives. Oh. Um, the reminders. You guys, like, so much went down in our lives at the end of September, beginning of October. Um, if you probably remember, Erica and I are roommates. We are. Single women, just doing our thing. Mm-hmm. Saving some coin and Saving living together. Saving living together. But we don't live at the same place anymore. We don't. About a few weeks ago... Got the opportunity to move apartments, same complex, but mm. just kind of, you know. Yeah, tell them where we are. Move on up. <laughs> we were in a much One, two, three place. Main Street. <laughs> um, we got the opportunity to move to a different apartment, same layout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just flip, better appliances. Everything, everything is, is just upgraded. And we kind of had to sit together one day and look at each other and say, we have like five days to pack everything and move and get the hell out of our apartment. So do we... Suck it up and make our lives miserable for a week, or do we wait to do this at a later time? Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> <laughs> so to finish that story, we decided to do it. So you know, podcasting kind of had to go to the back burner for oh, a yeah. second. Look, the pod nook, you guys, was a disaster. Oh my god! Um, but we are in a brand new podcast nook. Yes. We're breaking it in with our very first show tonight, we which are. is all exciting all the way around. Um, 
It was crazy, guys. Like, you have <laughs> to understand, you know, with the move, we did 85% of this on our own. Yeah, and like, it was taxing physically, mentally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. You just, like, get into that mindset of carrying boxes downstairs and upstairs, and you just can't see another set of stairs. Now, look, everybody out there has moved. Everybody yes. listening to this has moved at some point. And everybody knows it sucks. Like, I've never met a person to say, like, you know what? I moved over to the weekend, and it was so joyful. It was just so (laughs) relaxing and stress-free. Everything was amazing. (laughs) And it's not like we didn't carry, let's be honest, we didn't carry over our own furniture. We did, you know, hire some help because, like I said, two two women, (laughs) single, and and getting into my 30s, like, lifting a couch is just not my style anymore. My back hurts just for, like... Sitting weird. I can't carry a couch. I told you, bending over to feed the cats in the morning. I'm like, oh, <laughs> getting old is rough. I heard oh. my hand pumping hand soap last night. Yeah, we need to talk about that. You're becoming very soft. <laughs> I know, I'm a little doughy. <laughs> for sure. Softer on the edges. So, yes, you're right. We did do a majority of oh. this move by ourselves, though. And while we hired people to move our furniture for us, pretty much everything else between our four hands and four, uh-huh. four feet is... We got over here and woof, it hurt. I started to have like PTSD seeing stairs anywhere in my life. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I can't look at another set of stairs. At work, I was taking the elevator. Yeah, that's like, a it's a floor, and I was like, shh, don't talk to me. I'm taking the <laughs> elevator, you guys. Can't. But yeah, my oh, quads are like twice oh. the size that they were last week. Oh my God. <laughs> like, do you guys need us to do any lifting? Mm-hmm. We're not going to. Now, my ass thanks me now. Yeah. But then it was like, you know. Ready and there's just something, me. and we've talked about this with, you know, other people in our lives. There's something about a new place mm-hmm. that you really are like, oh my God, <laughs> new me. Yeah, you're Refreshed. ready to reset your whole life. Yes. Reset your podcast. Maybe. Reset your podcast. I mean, guys, I started waking up early twice a week to go work out. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. Like, I really don't know you. <laughs> I don't know me either. And I'm like sitting in my bed at like 630. Like, you have to go to mm-hmm. old me in the old apartment would be like, 6.30, I got two hours to go. Exactly. <laughs> no one's looking for me before 9 o'clock. <laughs> but yeah, we decided to just mix things up, mix up the apartment, mix up the show, and mm-hmm. it's and like that new lease on life. Yeah, like, here we go. Let's see how it works. <laughs> Hope you guys like it. Right? But just because we have a new show doesn't mean that we are going to abandon some of our favorite things. So, of yeah. course, we want to bring you, like, our shot of the week, and it's kind of Going along the lines of things that we were obsessed about, something that happened to us, a quick snapshot right. or a shot of alcohol. Well, yeah, something that we, you know, a shot to life. Yeah, to life, to life. Luck I am. Exactly. As they say in Fiddler on Thank the Roof. You. I'm not Jewish. <laughs> I was just in Fiddler on the Roof in high school. But it is so a Jewish I, holiday this week. So True story. Happy Rosh Hashanah. Yes. Sorry for there. those who have to fast. I yeah. hear it's hard. Sorry about that. I'm drinking champagne. Um, but so, yeah, so Obsessions of the Week are now our shot of the week. Exactly. Do you want to go first? Yes. This happened just today. Uh-oh. So my dad emails my mom and I and is like, oh, my gosh, October 8th is National Pierogi Day. Because every day is a national something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So growing up in Pittsburgh, pierogies were everywhere. And at Pirate Games, guys, bear with me, um, we have the pirate mascot, but then we have pierogi mascots that come out. And there's like different pierogi costumes, and they run the bases. This sounds <laughs> the look on Amy's face. This it's sounds like such a Pittsburgh thing. Yeah. So then I responded to my dad with like, "Well, that's great that today's National Pierogi Day. You missed October eighth, National Deposit Money in Your Daughter's Bank Account Day." Oh, what? 
Yes. Did you ask for money? <laughs> All I said was that. And then a couple hours later, I receive a Venmo transaction from my father for $1. And it says, October 6th, sorry I'm late. You know how I hate to miss such important holidays. Wait, I'm confused. Was that really a day? Yes, what? it really was a day. We make up the dumbest, dumbest fucking things, holidays right? in this goddamn country. I was like, I can't believe you sent me a dollar. And I just wrote back, you put a period instead of a comma. <laughs> if you're going to give me money. Which they don't, because I'm an adult. But I thought it was so ridiculous that we have more of these holidays. I mean, it was just National Daughter Day. It was National Sunday. And I saw somebody post, like, for, you know, my mom who forgot to recognize me on National Daughter's Day, might I introduce you to National Deposit Money in Your Daughter's Bank Account Day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for explaining that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, th- these were like the first National Daughter and Son's Day, right? Because I'd never heard of this bullshit before. I'll never forget the year that they came up with Siblings Day. Because that <laughs> my brother and I were like, the fuck is this? That stupid shit is the day before my birthday. And I'm like, no, no. My sister can save her post for tomorrow. <laughs> That's I true. Don't, I don't need this. It's coming in and stealing my birthday thunder. Yes. No, thank you. Well, we also know who else stole your birthday thunder. Yes, Mandy Moore. We don't need to talk about it. Let's <laughs> ban it from Happy Hour Rewind. <laughs> well, Amy, what's your shot? So my shot this week is really a um, PSA for oh. the listeners. Uh-huh. Um I, I learned a thing in life, and I like to pass it on. You know, like get your mammograms when you're 40, ladies. Like, don't 30 wait. Again, yeah. yeah, don't wait for someone to say, "Man, I wish I had gotten a mammogram at 40." Go, but that's not really what I'm talking. Yeah, about. I was like, "What's happening?" But <laughs> I know it is breast I'm cancer awareness. You know, yes, it is. Wear your pink, um, and you know, that's not really what I'm talking about. But also, yes, yes. get your mammograms. What I'm saying is when your uh, car manufacturer starts sending (laughs) recall notices to your house. Notice them? Don't just leave them on the counter for a few months and then throw them away. (laughs) Why? Because that means there's something wrong with your car. Stop it. Are you kidding? It's like uh, likely to break on you and Uh probably at a really inopportune time. Always. So yesterday morning, I went out to my vehicle, and I put something in the back seat, and I closed the door, and the door didn't, like, it just popped right back open, and I was like... (laughs) Like it didn't have a lock, Mike, it just kind of kept bouncing? Yeah, it was almost like, um, you know when you have a door, and you can, like, tape the little tab in, so the door just kind of, like, it just doesn't latch. slamming, yeah. But you know, a car door, it latches. Yes. Yeah. Ideally. No, no, it's like somebody, (laughs) you know, no latching of the door. And uh, then I remembered, you know what? (laughs) About three years ago. Three years ago. Ford sent me a whole bunch of letters in the mail that were like, safety recall, your door could stop working, and it could be open, like, while you're driving. You told me about that while I was in your passenger seat. I was like, the fuck? Yeah, well... (laughs) So it happened. <laughs> so I basically drove to work with my door open <laughs> yesterday and called the dealer. And so now the car is in the shop being fixed. All is well. Nobody got sucked out of the side. <laughs> um, but it was kind of a, a comedy of errors. Like, I wish there was a video camera on me as I'm realizing, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, the door doesn't work. Okay, the door doesn't really work. No, I cannot, you know, somehow jiggy this thing into place. I have to go to work. There aren't any options. I have to, I have to 
Okay, okay. here we go. Yeah. So, yeah, my shot of the week is a uh, <laughs> pay attention to safety recall notice. I mean, not a bad idea. So you idea. fuck yourself right over before you have to go to work. Yeah. yeah. Listen to your car. Listen to your dealer. They might know more than you. Listen to your body. <laughs> Listen to your car. Listen to Ford when, Listen it, says, to, when yeah. it sends you the big red and blue stripe notice that says safety recall notice. It open immediately. <laughs> I think they say that on there, by the way. That's what I mean. I was reading to you from my head what it said on the envelope that I yeah. discarded. You're like, trash. Who needs it? Exactly. It's like when you get stuff in the mail, they're like, hey, your extended warranty's up. And you're like, but I didn't have one. Yeah, see, <laughs> you know I get I mean? so many of those. I get so many, too, that it's like, hey, this dealership wants to buy your used car from you. I'm like, yeah, it'll fuck me over. That's some APR on some new bullshit I don't need. Get out of here. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> okay, so you guys, Happy Hour Rewind. Let's talk about the format a little bit. Yeah. So we are rewinding all of our best and favorite regular happy hour conversations for you here. So, I mean, what is, you know, hitting the news this week, yeah. our pop culture favorites, like that's when you hear about our Bravo oh, ladies yes. and all of that good stuff. This is also opening us up to talk about, you know, the things that we hear on the radio, the things that mm-hmm. we see on television, the new things that we're so obsessed with that it doesn't even fit into a shot of the week that we need to talk about a little bit longer. So to jump off today and start the list, let's rewind our talk about an article you found this week from The Cut. So I follow The Cut on Instagram, and it's like a subsection of The New Yorker. So you go online, and it's just all these really in-depth or pop culture-y kind of interviews, and it's just a variety of stuff. And they talked this week that I was telling you, there's a variety of text messages you can get in the world that just kind of put a pit in your stomach. The yeah. one where you, like, message a boyfriend, hey, are we on tonight? And they write back, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm not sure something might be coming up. Yes. Like, oh, what now? Or, you know, you message your parents and they're like, call me. You're like, oh, God, what happened? Yeah. Why, why are you telling me to call you? Is everybody alive? Yes. Yeah. Of all of those, the cut mentioned this week that the worst text to receive is when you're on your way to a friend's party and they message you, hey, can you get some ice? And okay. you're like, okay, but you have, uh, so you told me this, that you read this article and like you were laughing and I was like, maybe I get it, but I'm not sure. Yeah. So why is that the worst text message? Cause then I totally got it. Right. You to so, me. you know, think about it. Like you're going to a friend's house, like maybe they're having a friend's giving. Those are really popular. Absolutely. It's coming up in the next uh, few months. Next month, girl. You know, and so you message your friend like, hey, can I bring anything earlier in the week? And they're like, yourself. You don't mean anything. (laughs) You know, you got your side dish of corn that you microwaved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're on your way. And like, you're a minute or two from your friend's house. And they're like, hey, can you stop off and get ice? And you're like, that wasn't in my plan. And maybe you were only going to drink wine. Why are you bringing ice? And they go, wait a minute. Why are you so bad at planning your own party that you didn't go get ice? Right. And then as the article goes on to talk about it, it's like, well... That text message tends to go out to the friend that's a little easy to walk all over. So if you're getting the text message, hey, can you bring ice? It's because your friends know you probably will. Whereas you you and I might be the kind of people who are like, oh, actually, I'm just pulling into your neighborhood. Sorry. (laughs) But then you have the friend that is in the driveway and like, no problem. And like they want to do well for the friend. They need to get the ice. And then if you do get the ice, whomever gets the ice is just not drinking a beverage that requires ice. So then it's like most likely, and then it becomes just like a little bit more depressing. Mm -hmm. So the article was just like, you know, this is a weird text message, but we're coming into holiday party time. If you are at a party and you see some poor sap coming in with ice, go over, 
give them a get them, buddy. How was your day? Bring them a drink. Pour them a drink. Check sure. in on them because they are the front of the party that everyone thinks that you can walk all over. And I thought it was so funny. That is I funny. Mean, I mean, I have not well not asked to bring ice very often. Do you? Because we're invited to so many parties. to so many parties. Do you remember though the time we went to someone's house and they asked us to bring Sprite for a mixed drink that they were gonna make? And we thought there was gonna be a big cocktail or something. So we totally assumed, like, oh my god, they're like theming a cocktail yes. for our little game night they were having. This is so cool. And then we got there and the Sprite went in the fridge and never came no, out. No, what was that? We were like, what the what the fuck? And we think we just got them Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys just need Sprite? Right? And I remember you and I were like, oh. What fun cocktail, like, requires Sprite? Like, was something fizzy? Yes. All I could think of was, like, the baby showers you go to or the um, bridal showers with, like, the lime (laughs) sherbet. And that needs Sprite. That That always needs Sprite. And then, like, the sherbet just melts and make a green foam for some reason. Except no one actually uh, springs for actual Sprite for those sherbet things. No, the Publix. Yeah, you get the Publix lemon-lime. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Why would you wait? And you know I hate Sprite. You do. I don't know why it's delicious. It's lemon and lime. You like both lemon and lime and fizzy water. I just don't know how Sprite is. Like but I don't like my lemon hole. or lime fizzy water sweet, I think. I think it's the sweetness of it all. I, sure. I mean, if that's the reason, that like, I totally support it. But it's just hilarious to me that all of you three of those things <laughs> are like your Tams, but a Sprite fuck right off. Oh, my God. Ugh. I'm making my mouth hurt just thinking about it. So, guys, next time you're texted... Text it sometimes. Next time someone texts you to bring ice, just be that person that's like, I'm sorry, I don't read my text messages while I'm driving. <laughs> and then just show up with no ice. Or don't let anyone walk all over you. Be prepared to know who you are <laughs> to that friend. You might be the Karen of the group. Just turn and go home. If, that's, if you get the ice text, just go home. They don't really care about you. No. <laughs> but I mean, on a completely different note, yeah, yeah. there was something else that went on in the news in the last week that kind of amazing yes kind of borderline insane yes i subscribe to the daily mail because i find on that app mm-hmm. i get news about america faster than cnn HuffPost, right anybody it's a london based you know organization but they are on top of america's shit they all are the and i got this alert you did for this as amy says cuckoo banana story yeah 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 yeah. and I screenshot it and I sent it to you and our friend Beth and said this is the kind of shit I live for and it you were right it is so up your alley and also I was in love with it because it's like true crime adjacent it's weird it's like a weird mystery there there are like um cops involved now so maybe a crime was committed the story's about a family in America who have adopted a daughter who was originally born in the Ukraine named Natalia Grace. Mm-hmm. And how, while they believed at the time she was six years old when they adopted her, and she did was born with a form of dwarfism. Yes. So she was um, much smaller in statue. So, yes. you know, with age, they couldn't really tell, like, oh, but she's only going to be, you know, this size. She's only going to look like a toddler, but she's six. And how... They moved to Canada and left her behind because maybe she was actually a 22-year-old sociopath who was trying to kill them and masquerading as a toddler. And I read that headline and was like, fuck yes. Yes. Sign Sign me up. This is what I will be discussing at happy hour. Ad nauseum. And we did. So, okay, here's the, like, the crazy part about it. So Erica sends me this text message. I immediately drop all my work. Yeah. And go to the Daily Mail and I read up on this and like, what was like 
hairs on the back of my neck standing up about it, is that a few years ago, a horror movie named The Orphan uh-huh. came out, like, basically... Uh, telling the same story. Yeah. I don't watch horror movies. I didn't I, see yeah. this one. But evidently the premise was this family adopts what they believe is a little girl who is actually in her 20s or 30s uh-huh. and is trying to murder them. Yep. Gah. Gah. So here's the thing. So they, the, the other, this adoption of this so-called six-year-old Ukrainian girl, these parents lived in like the middle of Ohio or Indiana. Indiana. And they were in the market <laughs> to adopt a baby. And somehow they get contacted by this uh, agency in Florida because this little girl had already been adopted by an American family and, like, surrendered. Yeah. Like a shelter I dog. I think you could do that. <laughs> well, like, you really should not be able to 1, do that. Um, so they try to return their adopted child. And so it was like a 24-hour turnaround, this adoption. So this family in Indiana, who already had four or five children. They had a few. And in fact, one of their children was born autistic, who kind of became like a wonder kid. Yeah. Who was able to really um, overcome the, like... Forgot about that part of the Certain story. disabilities of his, and he was able to do quite a lot of things. So the family already had quite a bit of notoriety. He was like a prodigal, like... A prodigy? Prodigy. But yeah, yeah he, um, what was he in the medical field? Because the family just was like on... Tr- something crazy that was just, like, amazing. And the family had been uh, followed by 2020 yeah. for a story on their autistic son. So they seem like really um, apt parents for this little girl who who may have, you know, some, some issues. Because mm-hmm. the dwarfism, and they, they weren't quite sure about her mental capacities yeah. either. So it was like 24 hours, this girl got surrendered, so they flew down to Florida, and they take their whole family, and they adopt their new, what they think is a six-year-old little girl. Yes. And so, like, immediately things are awry. Because like crazy. Yeah, like, the first thing they do is take her to the beach with the whole family like they're, while they're in vacation. And they said, like, they put her down for it, because they have to carry her everywhere, because yeah. she's less than three feet tall. Uh-huh. They put her down on the sand, and she leapt up and beeline toward the ocean and they were like freaking out yeah you know there have been so many stories about russian and ukrainian adoptions (laughs) excuse me gone wrong in the united states that it's like oh okay they have some kid with like attachment issues or abandonment or whatever is going on you hear those stories all the time but so then like they just commit to love her yeah they take natalia grace home to indiana and mom gives her her first bath, or maybe it's still in Florida, and, like, she gets her naked and puts her in the bathtub, and this little six-year-old has, let's say, a full-grown lady downstairs <laughs> situation. I just like how pro- professional you were with, she has a bush. <laughs> she has a bush. <laughs> like, let's call a spade a spade, a spade. a spade. And she has her period. And she has her period. So, yeah. So, she never says that she has her period, but mom is finding bloody clothes in her trash. Yes. And, like, oh, my God, she's got her period. And then they realize really quickly, at six, she has all of her adult, adult teeth grown in. So, mom and dad are like, She's not fucking six. No. So they took her to a hospital to do a bone density test. Because you're not allowed to cut humans open and count their rings <laughs> like to see three. how old they are. No, you cannot. Which do is that. weird. And you can't say, hey, 
crazy psychopath six year old, how old you be? Are you like, really are you? not six? Are you want to twenty four? Do you want to twenty four? So you've definitely got to go about it the rightish way, and like you can't test our DNA and be like this DNA is from the eighties. Like right. it's just so fucked up. She's not verbally older than six, but sometimes well, she slips. Sometimes she slips and says things like, "Oh, these kids these days." Am I right? And they're like, "Because what?" Because mom and dad ran a daycare out of their house. Oh, crazy. And like Natalia, every now and then would be like, "God, I can't with these kids." And they go in the other room, you know, like adults say. <laughs> so they took her for this bone density test you guys and the the doctor said she was like eight or nine years old yeah and so they were like i don't know so then a couple years later and i have a timeline on my phone they take her for another bone density test because now she's hurting to try to kill them yes <laughs> you know bleach in the coffee staring at them while they sleep yes they're waking up in the night and she's over them yeah i think she was shoving the kids like uh-huh, into like, fences and i don't know about down the stairs but uh, am i making that up no i think she was you know definitely trying to cause harm on this family and they were like what the fuck what did the we fuck just get into fuck? what have we done so they take her for another bone density test in this hospital in indiana decides this is in 2013 so they've had her now for about three years that she is actually born in 1989 her and taylor swift right which would make her 24 years old masquerading as now a nine year old i'm just trying to masquerade as like a 31 year old (laughs) yeah like that's a different that's like adulting is hard on crack right (laughs) totally so, okay, so now they do this weird thing where, like, they kind of don't talk about it and start treating her like she's 14. Yeah. Around the house. Yeah, so, like a high schooler. Yeah, so, like, they're kind of making her, like, take on chores, make her own food, kind of, like, just, th- without saying it, they're just all treating her like she's, a, a like, a teenager. Yes. But, like, that doesn't make the situation any it better. It doesn't, because what's crazier is that then they decide, like, this is too much. So we're going to set her up with an apartment and food stamps, I think, and figure out a way to, like, set her up for life and she can continue to go to, like, high school and go on with her bad self. And they're just going to, you know, go to Canada. Move to Canada! (laughs) Whereas, like, the government thinks that you have this child that you left behind in the States while you live in Canada now. Who's, like, legally a child. So, So they've had her for three years, so she's... Or, no, this was 2013 when they abandoned her. Mm -hmm. They get her an apartment, and they fucking move to Canada. (laughs) And then, like, the story drops out for a while. Yeah. No clue what happens. No clue what happens. Then, like, the next thing you know, basically, the adopted parents are getting a divorce. It's now 20... Fast forward to 2019. Yeah. And the parents are getting a divorce, and somehow, in some way, unclear to me, they're also facing child abandonment charges Mm -hmm. over leaving her behind. And so all of this breaks, just like last week, because mom sold this story to the Daily Mail. Jesus. So this is where, and so we all believe mom when she said, like, she tried to kill us, we were afraid for our family, we think she's in her 20s, so we got her an apartment, and we took the fuck off to save our family. And it makes sense why... I didn't get anything from Huffington Post or CNN about this story because mom sold everything to dailymail.co.uk. <laughs> in case you guys want to head there. Or, but it was just, yeah, so now in the news, so here's we're a, getting, yeah, they're on trial. And yes. they're like, oh no, she's an adult, she's a sociopath, but she's been adopted by a new family who's like, no, 
This is a child. That's right. And so, so crazily though, like, yeah, when this story broke last week and you and I were like, oh my God, this fucking 30 year old is balls crazy. And then my favorite murder, one of my favorite true Uh crime podcasts, Karen covered this story and covered it straight off the Daily Mail last week. And I was like, Erica, Erica, she's doing the orphan story. She's doing the orphan. And you listened to it. Like, it was so great. Then I didn't I didn't pay attention to the story anymore after mm-hmm. that. Then this week, new episode of My Favorite Murder comes out, and Karen does a, hey y'all, I need to walk some things back, giant correction corner here. Yeah. Because a bunch of people, I guess, had been following this more closely. Yeah, we're not and alone in this. Out to her, like, you had a single source on the Daily Mail. Mm-hmm. Here's some other things you need to know that mom sold the story, that this yep. girl is still living with a family who believes she's a teenager. And so it was like, wait, stop. What is actually happening here? Then, today, Erica, what broke today? The Ukrainian mom who birthed this girl came out and was like, no, she's 16. What have you guys been doing with my daughter? Yes. So she was like, no. Yes. Holy shit. I had her in 2003. You know, I had a couple of kids. The doctors handed her... By the way, don't don't give birth in Ukraine. Because the doctors handed this girl Natalia to her mother. And they were like, ugh, this one's going to give you some problems. I would just ditch it and live your best life. Yes. It's like, because she shit, was, Ukraine. Because she was disabled. Yes. They were like, you don't want to raise her. She'll be strapped to or bed or a chair for her whole life. Best to ditch her. What the fuck, Ukraine? Yeah. Ukraine so is savage. She gets to America, gets adopted... They find the adoption papers from 2003, yes. 2004, stating her age. And then, oddly, you've got mom being like, Natalia, next time you're in Ukraine, call me up. I'd love to give you a hug. I so I do you. feel, though, that mom might be a little thirsty in this story. Well, who, if she's a poor woman still trying to support four kids in the Ukraine, who to say she didn't sell that? Exactly. Who's to say any Ukrainian woman didn't have a baby in 2003 and say, I have a, I have a yes. hospital paper to prove it? For $500, I'll tell you my story, right? Daily Mail. And I do think at the end of the day, we need to take mom's DNA and this girl's DNA and make sure that is mom Yeah, to really then prove that she really is this age. And I do feel bad. If this girl truly is young and, you know, just has been bounced around and abandoned, it is a horrific, horrific story. Because if you think about it, if she really was born in 2003 and then this family decided she was actually in her 20s, when they abandoned her in 2013, she was 10. Yeah. Living by herself in an apartment as a dwarf, like as a, uh-huh. a disabled person in yeah. a regular-sized apartment. Yes. Like, what the actual... The, it's all sorts of fucked up, and I don't think we're done here. I don't think it. so either. I mean, yeah. once it's all said and done, I'm sure 2020 is going to give us... Like David Muir is going to give me some beautiful oh. expose. Do you think my Diane Sawyer will get involved? Oh, you know, this could be for Diane. This could definitely be. This could definitely be be for Diane. This is a Diane piece. Or is it that Keith guy with the deep low voice and like the gray hair? Yeah, I love him. He's a real like Dateline murder guy though. Ah, you're right. They were a happy couple. (laughs) What could go wrong? (laughs) But I do love him. Me too. But like this could go the way of that if she's an adult. Yeah. If it's a child, Diane Sawyer. If she's truly an adult, Keith. Diane Sawyer's work with J.C. Lee Dugard when she got oh. found after that nonsense. She was the one that was, like, uh, kidnapped in Carol- California for, like, 18 years yeah, yeah. and had two babies by her kidnapper. She came out, and she's like, 
normal now. <gasps> but that piece that Diane Sawyer did with her, do you remember this? Yeah. Well, I know you do because we talk we, about it. All at happy time. hour at Nas. Um, Diane's my girl, I think. I vote oh. Diane. Yeah. Just start a poll. <laughs> Sorry. Shamson. She's so excited so by excited. this girl. We got to put Natalia a poll Grace. On, on Insta, Diane or um, David Muir. <laughs> yes. And then do you guys think she's an adult or a child? And like, look up for yourself. It's so crazy. Yeah, like, I don't really know what I believe about it. Yeah. Was she, did she really have the full bush? She probably does now. Yeah, so, like, we can't go thing. back. I, I want to believe that she was a kid, and but I don't know. You can't explain that bush to me. <laughs> you can't. I need you to just put that on a pillow. <laughs> New slogan. <laughs> I want to start an Etsy store of just, like, the strangest <laughs> conversation, and it's just pillows on people's beds. Alright. I think that maybe we should move on. Oh, uh, that probably wouldn't be so bad. So, you guys, again, we're opening up here at Happy Hour Rewind. We want to start to tell you a little bit more ourselves and the things that we encounter when we do literally go to happy hour yeah. in the world. Because believe it or not, Eric and I have friends besides one another. Yeah. Definitely. And sometimes we go out with other people other and the people. other isn't around. And then later on, you tell the story of what the fuck happened at happy hour. So, you know, at times also we need to protect the uh, the names of the yes. innocent. <laughs> so we're going to call this Based on a True Happy Based Hour. Based on a True Happy Hour. And Erica has a story to share with us to rewind this week. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. I went out last week mm-hmm. for happy hour. And with two friends, are they though? <laughs> and that's a great question. <laughs> and um, women who have been married for a while, who you know, when you're still single in your 30s, everybody wants to know like what's going on with your dating life. What are you doing? And when you tell them like, oh, this past weekend, you know, I went grocery shopping. I hit up a Pilates class. You know, I saw a movie. They're like, oh, I'm like, well, my single life is not. Like, swinging from the chandelier date after date after date. As much as I would love that. And they always say, let me live vicariously through you. Which is so rude. Don't ever say that to a single person. Super obnoxious. Because one Saturday night, I was in bed by 9.30. I loved it. But, like, I was in bed at 9.30. I also drink till 2 a.m. on the weekends, but if I want to, plenty. Yeah. You know, like, I don't always. No. But about this happy hour and there, you know, one of the women is grilling me about my dating life. And I just was like, if there was something to share... I would have opened with it. That's not a lead I was buried. Oh, I've got a boyfriend now. Let me tell you in two hours after a few glasses. And she said something to me that rocked me, Amy. And you know this. And I've talked about it with a couple other people. But guys, sitting there with this woman who I've known for a few years now, and she knows me pretty well. And she tells me, you know what, sweetie? You just need to find Jesus, and then you'll find yourself a man. Find Jesus? Jesus? Did you lose him? I didn't think I had. Which, guys, if it's on me to keep hold, maybe we find a somebody with more responsibility to hold on to the J-man. He's, like, in the sky all the time. Like, you can always point out. And here's the thing. I think the Rewinders probably know this, but if you don't, you guys, Erica is fully Catholic. Yes. <laughs> Grew up a, a Catholic Christian, and, you know. I did the whole thing. We stand. We sit. We don't really don't talk to people during the mass. She knows all about Shakes the saints. I'm Methodist. I don't know shit about the saints, but ask me anything about yes. I went to vacation Bible school, y'all, and I know where I left Jesus last. <laughs> but I did, we didn't do vacation Bible schools. But, you know, when you're older and you're single, 
it's kind of hard to go to church by yourself, especially sure. a Catholic church. It's not a mega church where everyone's warm and welcoming and like, you know, doing coffee and pastries after Catholics are in or out. Sometimes we're out after the host and you're bolting in 45 minutes. And I just looked at my friend and was like, that was so fucking rude. Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, ha And I was like, oh, well, ha ha. She was like, well, you know what I mean? And I was like, I just, no, I stuttered. Yeah. And it was just. I could not believe somebody had said that to me. And I just looked at her. I was like, just because I don't lead with faith or religion and I don't, it's super private. I I really could not form words. I just was so like, this happy hour sucks. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm getting dinged because I'm still single. Now I'm getting dinged because I'm not Jesus-y enough for this girl. Yeah. And then it was, I think you think this of me and it's in a negative thought that's how it came out of your mouth so fast that's a very enlightening thing to realize that my like what are you what is she doing here with you then yeah if she thinks that of you if she thinks truly of you that you haven't managed to find someone to merely because your soul is so dark because yes. you don't have jesus uh, <laughs> i mean then why is she even sitting and having a happy hour right like you know are you something funny to laugh at to i her? might be and I have such a huge problem with people of organized religion who assume that if I don't attend church on a weekly basis, if they don't see me uh-huh. at the altar, that I don't know my own Christianity or my whatever religion you yeah. are. You know, I, I also am not a regular attender of a worship service, but I 100% know where Jesus is. Yes. And this little light of mine... <laughs> I am going to let it shine. I know where the fuck it shines. Like, you know, I have I have Christianity in my heart. I practice how I need to. I pray when I need to. Yeah. I'm confident in my relationship with the Lord. But that doesn't, you know, for me, I'm really comfortable with that. And I think that you are as well. No, I don't want to speak on your behalf, no. but knowing you the way that I do, you know, I'm comfortable saying that. Yeah, of course. So I just, this, you know, this certain bend that some people have who attend church. And, and I know that in worship services, they do uh, encourage you to... Um, spread the good word mm-hmm. to, t- you know, to reach out to a neighbor in need and tell them about the Lord. Yeah. So, you know, I know that she's encouraged to do that, but I think that the way that she did it with you, in my opinion, oh. was so distasteful. Yes. And so unbecoming of a Christian. I completely agree with that. And it's interesting. We talked about this before that, And I'm sure there are plenty of people who are listening who are Catholic, and maybe you agree with me, and maybe you don't, but for me and how I was raised, Irish Catholic, you're really keeping things deep down. You're not sharing Mm -hmm. with anybody your feelings. You're not definitely not telling them your feelings about your relationship with, you know, like I said, (laughs) J-Man, however you want to handle that stuff. And when we have had conversations before about religion, you know so much more in a different way than I do, but you're like, oh, you know how to stand and sit down. And they're like, oh yeah, we've got saves. We've got this. Like everybody practices so deeply different. Absolutely. And then I don't give a shit if somebody's got Jesus in their life or not. I don't think that that's what's hindering them from being in a relationship. No, absolutely And not. it was just so flippant and rude. And at the end of the day, cruel that I thought about it for a long time. Like, I know you did. Yeah. And I thought to myself, like, is this a conversation I have with this woman? Yeah. And then give her this feedback. But I don't know if it's going to do anything other than elicit yet another I'm sorry. 
Right. And do you want, and I'm sorry, because you know what, I think that it's very likely that if you say to this woman, Hey, you know, I really, what you said really offended me. And here's why I bet she would say she's sorry to get it over with, but not actually be sorry. I don't think so. Yeah. Or she would even take it back to her pastor and like, well, you know, I tried to spread the word and this girl just shut me down. You know, what do I think you, what do you, you know, like, I don't think she would internalize, you know, again, like I, I sometimes do think that Okay, so I finally watched that documentary, Jesus Camp. You remember yes. we talked about this a little yes. bit? We talked about it on the show, how that one little girl was going up to people in a bowling alley yes. and saying, that the Lord spoke to me, and I just want to pray for you right now. And it's like, this blonde woman is trying to bowl with her boyfriend. Yeah, That kind of intrusiveness yes. into other people's life is only socially rude, but I don't think that... Again, you... I, I don't actually think that's what, for, for me and the way that I've understood the Bible and Jesus' teachings, yeah. that's not really what he's calling us to do. And, and again, I believe that the Bible is a book of stories. Uh-huh. You know, I believe that it's a good book, but I don't believe it's all fact. So if, if just oh, because yeah. we read in the Bible that Jesus approached people and laid his hands upon them, doesn't mean that, he, that we physically can do that in America in 2019. Yeah, I you agree know? with that. And I also even wonder if... Regardless of whether or not she thinks she was supposed to, like, come out here and, like, you know, say something to me, it was just, I guess I think they just rude. And I couldn't imagine somebody who I called a friend yeah. to say something rude like that, regardless if it was, like, religious or if she had said, like, oh, well, maybe if you weren't so ugly, you'd find a man or, you know, fix your nose and you'd find a man. Like, something she thought about me was negative and wanted to call it out and that yes. was never asked for. So, like, giving me unsolicited advice that's negative and rude, regardless of the religious part of it, it was just like, I was like, I cannot get out of this happy hour fast enough. It was so uncomfortable. That's a great way to put it, that it's not even about which rude thing she said, and it happened to be a religious one. If she had said, like, you're right, like, well, if you didn't dress so ugly, you'd probably have a man. (laughs) So, like, you just don't say that to people. Exactly. And how is this 2019? And we're just... Saying that to friends. And then it's like, oh, but covered up with, oh, but you know, I just only want the best for you. Right. Okay. I want the best for you. I think your glasses make you look old. Do you want me to tell you that? (laughs) It would have been the opportune time. It would have been the most opportune time to be like, it's called Warby Parker. Hit it up. Those glasses age you. But I would never say anything of that way. And I just was like. Not to friends. So here's my question. Like I asked you in the beginning. Is this really a friend? I don't think so. Is this someone that you want to continue a false friendship with knowing that she's kind of a shit? Yeah. I think maybe I'll have to sit down with Jesus and ask him (laughs) if I can button you. Here's the problem. Because you know I've lost him. (laughs) So therefore this combo is going to get real Do you think he would have a happy hour with me? I mean he does turn water into wine. So we would never run out of alcohol. Happy hour with him is free man. All right. (laughs) Bring him a bottle of Dasani, and I bet he'd turn it into good wine. That shit water? Actually, you know, bring him a smart water. I bet that'd be goddamn brute champagne. Or, you know, like, not Poland Springs. That would be terrible. Like, Fiji, like, from the yeah. gods. And, like, you know, <laughs> purified clouds. Like, drip I- down. And it's the most delicious red wine you've ever had. Don't bring an Aquafina. You'll get Moscato. Oh, I will most certainly get Moscato. That's a conversation for another time. What wines are the equivalent of the waters? <laughs> You know it's what a I mean? good combo. Well, I think so. Put it in the book. Put it in the book. <laughs> it's very good. But anyway, moving from Jesus to a different topic and a yes. better one, one of 
our favorite shows that we yes. talked about in the past as a podcast has returned and it's perfect timing because just about a year ago we did my favorite episode ever all about multi-level marketing that's right and if you were listening over the summer we even rewound it. it um so we pulled off this what did we call it um MLM's a truth a journey. Truth journey. <laughs> Where look, our our opinion of these multi-level marketing companies is not good. And we're gonna oh. be honest about that. And if you want to know what they are, <laughs> might I suggest going back and listening to us pontificate about how they are schemes. Schemes, they're fucking Ponzi schemes. Pyramid schemes. Pyramid schemes. Um you have to find podcast rewind <laughs> in order to do that, which is the same nope. feed. This is it should be the same feed as what you're already listening to. Yeah, just scroll if down. You, if you ever wanna dive back to an old PR show, yes. um, they're all right there. We're not taking any of them down and they will always be free, you guys. Yeah. So you can Always go back and re-listen to the catalog Absolutely. of what was it? Eighty-one podcast? Did we cut? Did we do an even eighty podcast rewind shows? Yeah, we ended with "Here Comes the Doom," which felt it's fucking on the ironic. Nose. In hindsight, in hindsight, the Doomsday Prepper show we did not know would be the last podcast rewind. We didn't. But, um, I guess Jesus did. That there he is. <laughs> Found he's, him. He's listening to podcast rewind. Perfect. Anyway, you guys, five stars. Um, We talked a lot in that episode, that MLM episode, about this fantastic (sighs) podcast called The Dream. Yes. And host Jane Marie goes, like, deep into the world of these multi-level marketing businesses and shines a gigantic light on all of the fucked up, scummy, corrupt practices that they are all partaking in. Oh. (sighs) And then... Talk about in this new season. There's some little bonus episodes that just relaunched. You came flying in one night, and you're like, Erica, Erica, yes. the dream is back, and you're going to love it. They talk about LuLaRoe leggings, and I'm so excited because they're so fucking ugly. That's right, because she only did 10 parts last year, and like I had been missing this podcast so yes. bad, and then I saw she's back. So season two is coming next month in November, but in between, she's giving us little teasers. Teasers. Little tasters. Little bonus episodes that I think they put out last year when they were like on Stitcher as like these bonus episodes. And guys, here's how dedicated you and I are to this show. We sat here in this apartment and just listened to the first episode of the day with our glass of wine and just like, I mean, the grins on our face. Yes. Hearing Jane Marie's voice, which is really lovely, I have really to is. say. And she's so charming. She's so charming. She has, like, a really sweet voice, whereas, good luck with these two voices yeah, you're listening that. to. Um, and, yeah, they talked all about LuLaRoe and like, their first episode. I'm sorry. Uh, it's called the Ugly Banana Legging Company. Yes. I'm calling the Jane Marie. We call it the Candy Corn on Your Ass Company. We do. <laughs> but I take Ugly Banana Leggings. Oh, yes. I love that. It's a great one. It's so good. It's so Getting good. Getting a bigger deep dive into the founders of LuLaRoe. Cray Cray. Cray Cray. How this woman's founder had like another husband and they had a weird like crazy schemey business, but her parents wrote a book back in the day of like how to be a lady or, you know, those books that you see from like life magazine or, Oh, in the fifties, here's how to greet your husband when he comes home from work. Have have his slippers ready. Have his his favorite drink at the ready. Exactly. Never burn dinner. (laughs) 
If always my lipstick. Dinner, always yes. realistic. Always. Like, wake up early, do your makeup, lay back in bed, pretend you woke up like this. So that is the female founder of LuLaRoe, Dian, not Diane, Dian. With her and sister. And her husband, Mark, and yeah, she has some, oh no, her twin sister is Diane, mm-hmm. and she's Dian. Mm-hmm. Fucking weird. So anyway, the, the, her and her husband, Mark, are the founders of LuLaRoe, and Jane Marie really, like, you have to listen to it, you guys. It's but she just really lays out how that company blew up so fast, and how, you know, it would be impossible to even sell one pair of leggings to a new customer yeah. in basically any given town in America because they grew their uh, consultants so quickly. I mean, if you had Facebook in 2016, you know that LuLaRue, every, probably out of every 10 girls you knew, at least two of them was doing LuLaRue and trying their own store and begging you to buy these fucking did you ugly leggings. See, did you ever have any friends do the, like, video unboxings yeah. And like, of course. you watch these women like live. Oh, I, in their, <laughs> I most certainly would like watch, but so they didn't know I was watching. Like, I didn't enter the video, but you know, you can play on your feed. You lurked. I lurked. Yeah. Live, laugh, lurk. And um, they're just like, oh, and over here we've got the, oh, the Sarah's like skirt. Oh, and this beautiful pattern, guys. You are going to go to a holiday party and want your, you know, Christmas tree wreath like <laughs> so skirt. If you, and you're like, Watching this and people in the comments are sold and like, oh my God, Susie from high school, these are yours. <laughs> and I'm like pretending to Vanna White over here on the other side of the mic. You cannot see it, but it's no. just like, it was like watching a train wreck. But here's what we learn on these bonus episodes of The Dream, and which you and I knew because we were already deep diving into how bad LuLaRoe sucks. Oh, yeah. But that when they were doing these unboxing videos, they're like literally unboxing because these consultants pay basically for mystery boxes. Yes. Five grand to start out. Oh. And you may not choose your own inventory. No. So they just hand you a box and you cannot pick. Pit prick. <laughs> they are a bunch of pricks. Um, you can't pick what styles you have, what colors you have, what sizes you have. <laughs> so these women for $5,000 get a grab bag of shit clothing. And then if they can't sell it all, too fucking bad. You guys, you just have to listen. I'm so glad. And I just cannot wait for season two. Oh, I'm so excited. Erica? Yes. <laughs> there is one more happy hour combo that I've got to rewind with you tonight. <laughs> Yes. And I need your help because I still don't think I understand <laughs> what in the ever-loving fuck a Visco girl is. <laughs> so I learned about, where was I? I think I was traveling for something for work recently. Yeah. Where the hell was I? I was somewhere. And I was uh, reading an article called, Are You a Visco Girl? Uh-huh. And I was like, don't know because I don't know what that is. <laughs> possible. <laughs> so I read this article and realized immediately that I'm not. But am I? Because it yes. really just seems like the 90 girl, 90s girls are back but being weird about yeah. it. So I came home and I asked you, do you know about Visco Girls? And I said, yeah, yeah of course I do. <laughs> well, absolutely. What do you mean? So help me out. It's a dumb question. So we've already talked about it, but let's remind it. So most importantly, the first thing that you need to know is the 90s are, have returned. Which is crazy, because remember in the 90s when the 70s were back, and we are like, that's forever ago, and we still think that the 70s are last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 90s, in a few months, will be 20 years ago. So everybody buckle in for that and, but deep they must rooted be back. The way, when the 70s were back in the 90s, I was there and I was wearing the bell bottoms and the baby tees. Yes. In the 90s, and my mom, who was my, you know, that age in the 70s, Kept saying to me, like, the 70s are back, but they look weird. Yes. In here in the 90s. And now that I'm in the teens, I suppose we are in, of this new century, I'm like, the 90s are back, but y'all are doing it weird. Yes. So, a Visco girl, 
First and foremost, Visco, V-S-C-O, is a photo editing app. It's an app. It's an app. I went and to download it and was like, oh, I already had it on my phone. Because I think one I time think I, I wanted to download it. I think you maybe did because I wanted to edit a picture with uh-huh. it one time. Yeah. And then I never did that. And it just comes with, you know, hundreds of presets. But filters. Filters and... for your photo, for yeah. Instagram, wherever you're posting your pictures. There is a really popular filter that kind of makes everything gray, pulls out the gray tones, but then pops a lot of orange and yellows. It's a bizarre filter, whereas normally when you're scrolling through Instagram, it's like bright colors, or somebody's feed is all like very white, or someone's feed's very blue, and like having a feed that is aesthetically pleasing is what's going to get you more followers. And you and I have talked about that for our shared Instagram yeah. for this show. And, you know, I, you've tried to curate it a couple of times, and then I'll just, like, dive bomb and be like, what? <laughs> oh, I fucked it up. Sorry. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Our sponsors don't seem to care. <laughs> Good point. Thanks. Anyway. Um, so don't we don't have them. So a Visco girl is somebody who uses this preset, that gray kind of color, orangey. But then... She also looks like she could have gone to the Lilith Fair back in the 90s. Yeah. She rocks some Birkenstocks, like a, a mom jean short, mm-hmm. and then an oversized, really plain t-shirt. And the ideal ones, they buy them at like Urban Outfitters, but I've akin them to when we're in the 90s and for us living in Pennsylvania, going to the Outer Banks or Obiax was really popular or Myrtle Beach, wherever your beachside vacation was, you were probably going to come away with like a weathered t-shirt that mm-hmm. had like a white screen print that kind of crackly and it was a large crew neck t-shirt that you kind of wore down like past your butt. Yeah. With your totally. jean shorts and your sneakers and you had your friendship bracelet. Yes. I literally did all those things. Yeah. Yes. Well, so do Visco girls. So it's the exact same aesthetic and vibe, but then they're a little more earthy granola. They always have like a hydro flask. Covered in stickers. Which is the new part. The stuff we weren't doing this, in the 90s. Well, because, yeah. So now it's all about, like, Visco Girls started with, like, saving the turtles. Yes. Metal straws, plastic straws, reusable straws. So they always have, like, a metal straw on them, preferably collapsible, that they can put on their keychain. Always a scrunchie on the wrist. Kind of just that, like, beach wavy hair. Like, I woke up, I let my hair dry, here's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. A CarMax chapstick. It's yes. just like all of the things that we did in the 90s when we just weren't cool enough yet for baby tees and bell bottoms and to look like Cher Horowitz. We right. were, you know, the original Brittany Murphy of it all. That kind of like skater girl vibe is really Visco girl. And it's just a style and kind of a lifestyle. Yeah, see, that's the different thing is, you know, we weren't doing it online. We were watching each other in school and like, oh, I've got a friendship bracelet kit and we would make mm-hmm. friendship bracelets and adorably we'd all put them on yeah. and say, I'm wearing this for life and then it would get filthy and your, mom, cut would, it off. your, mom, would, your mom would make you cut it off yeah. <laughs> eventually. But like, they are sharing this online. So it's, okay, well, you know what I mean? Like everybody's living their lives online. Correct. We weren't. We were still analog when yes. we were going through it in the 90s. Yeah. When I was wearing oversized T-shirts and scrunchies and friendship bracelets, I only knew 10 other girls doing that. Uh-huh. I didn't – I guess, like, I don't even know like how you probably didn't realize thought. we were doing it in Pittsburgh. I had no clue because yeah. I didn't know what Pittsburgh was a thing, right? Really. Oh. I mean, I knew about geography, <laughs> but I didn't give a shit about anyone that lived there. <laughs> Painful, but that's okay. Um, yeah, and so, like, with the whole Visco curl, it's, you know, it's just a new level of basic. Still have an avocado toast, an iced coffee. But, sure. you know, the roof – Usable straw. So, my best friend, Nicole, and her husband, Joe, I wake up the other morning to a text message. They have an eight-year-old. And they're like, Erica, we need your help parenting our child. 
I'm here. What do you have? It's like, I'm on it. Me and Jesus. Wait, where'd he go? I lost him again. God damn it. They were pretty pissed about that because they're super Catholic and they didn't like that I lost Jesus. They're also very protective of you. So sweet. Oh my God. I love them so much. So they messaged me, what the fuck is a Visco girl? Our daughter wants to be one. And they're nervous because at first they thought she was saying, I want to be a disco girl. And is this about sex? (laughs) Right. And I was like, oh, well, this cool girl is very, like, save the turtles, using, you know, reusable um, beverage containers, metal straws, a scrunchie, oversized t-shirt, friendship bracelets. And literally, like, they were like, oh, my God, she's good. Okay, we did this. They were so nervous. And so they, I was like, how did this start? She's eight years old. How does she know about this girl? And mind you, my friends don't have cable TV. So this Mm. is chit-chat in the cafeteria at the school. Like, I learned to be a 90s girl. So she came home one day. Mom, do you think I can have, like, a scrunchie? Yeah, sure, She baby. was like, no, baby. Like, I threw mine out in, like, 1998. What the fuck do you want scrunchies for? I was like, what? Give your baby a scrunchie. It's great for the hair. Like, I'm all crazy. So she built the Walgreens. And then she was like, do you think I can wear, like, one of Joe's t-shirts to school? And she's like, no. Oh, my it's, God, that's so cute. She's like, no, it's 60 degrees out. We live in upstate New York. Because <laughs> she has no idea what her daughter wants to do. So I tell them how everything works. So they put a metal straw in her lunchbox the oh. other day so she could have a straw with their drink. And she came home on cloud nine and was like, I was the most visco girl in the cafeteria today. Thank you so much. Oh. It was just so cute. But they were like, oh, she just wants to like save the turtles and like recycle. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And they're like, turns out, oh, she's such a good kid. It's <laughs> like, totally. But here's the thing. About a year ago, year plus ago, we were on vacation at Tybee Island, and I was like, you know what? These dad t-shirts remind me of, like, the 90s and things I used to wear in Outer Banks. And then one day, I was hanging out with you guys, and you're like, is that a fucking scrunchie on your hand? And I was like, I don't yes, yes. it's a scrunchie. Yes. And I always have a reusable water container. I had a hydro flask for years. Are you trying to tell me you're a Visco girl? I'm not. You're a Visco lady. I'm a Visco lady. <laughs> you're a Visco woman. I'm a, I'm a Visco woman. <laughs> I love everything about the aesthetics. I bought fake Birkenstocks this summer, which I can't tell my dad about. He'll make fun of me. Yes. And so... I did fake Birkenstocks last summer. I think maybe I'm a Visco girl that's just not connected to it. Probably. Because I'm literally wearing my, like, Jersey, Tybee Island t-shirt from my... Yeah, jerseys are super back, and those are really Visco girly. I have a, a kind of a scrunchie in my hair. I have reusable water bottles. I like Instagram, and I like to... Photo edit. So, am I also a Visco grandma? Yes, you're am like I'm a Visco aunt. Like you're <laughs> Octo- like octogenarian. Octo- I think you're like the Visco mom, like Regina George mom. Oh, I'm like cool oh, what's mom? the four one one? What's going on? Like you're there, but not you're a, not all the way there. I'm not a regular Visco woman. I'm a <laughs> cool Visco woman, one hundred percent. And I gotta tell you, I don't hate the vibe. Here's the thing, you know, I was trying to, on my own, learn a little bit about Visco Girls uh, after we talked about it, and I was listening to a podcast you told me about from uh, Be There in Five, and her episode was called Visco Girl, Wash Your Face, (laughs) which is funny, and um, she was talking about all the, you know, what they wear Uh and how surfer-esque it is. Mm -hmm. Those of us that, I shopped so exclusively at PacSun (laughs) back in the 90s, and I, you know, I love. you had never hang ten. <laughs> no, I, no, I had never surfed. I did try to skateboard for a while. My dad bought me a skateboard oh, cool. when I was trying to be punky like that. Nice. But here's the thing that I don't hate about it 
is that it's really wholesome. That's what I mean. It's not tits out, ass out. Uh-uh. Not even belly button. Maybe a little belly button out. Say, like, a, maybe a crop top. Yeah. Like, those. like a crop top, but then a very high-waisted. High, like, like a biker short, too. Uh-huh. Or those, like, jeans. Yes. Like a super high-waisted mom jean. And they call them mom jeans. Yes. So, you know, it it seems, and, you know, and Be There in Five, she was talking about, like, we're not talking about preteens. We're talking about actual teenage girls that want to wear oversized t-shirts yes. and scrunchies and, like, vans. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess if it's, I, I don't think it's the worst thing that you could be. No, that's what I mean. It's now my new favorite thing to, like, throw on, like, a dad t-shirt Jeans, put like holes in it, so my Birkenstocks, mm-hmm. run to Publix, run an errand, I've got a scrunchie, throw it up. Super comfy. And it's so comfy, and I feel, I don't feel schleppy. Like, when I would try to do that as a kid, my mom would be like, you look so schleppy and well, not pulled together. My mother hated it as well. My mom so hated Hate. it. My mom hated it if I put my hair in, like, a messy bun, like a top knot. She'd be like, mm, get that out of your hair. No, Sandy will write us and confirm that she used to think that I was trying to embarrass her in public. <laughs> On purpose with the way I would dress and do my hair sometimes. Oh, I would come down. I the, thought I looked great. I thought I looked great. I remember one day I came down the stairs, was going to go grocery shopping at Giant Eagle <laughs> for those Pittsburghers listening. And I came down the stairs and my mom was like, oh, <laughs> you may go back upstairs and try again. And she's like, I can't be seen with that. Try and that I was again. like, I, I, okay. <laughs> like, Sh- sick burn, mom. So I think it's got some sick burns when it comes to fashion. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, I... I think I'm so here for the Visco girl trend. First of all, it means we don't have to worry about crop tops because, well, that's not happening. <laughs> because I am a woman and I don't wear crop tops. Right. But look, I, I don't want to really subscribe to the Visco girl lifestyle, but I'm happy for them and I'm going to steal a little bit. Yeah. You know how, like, you know, Cherry older pie. women can't really, you should be dressing as young as a Visco girl, yeah. but like um, an oversized t-shirt and a scrunchie. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Mama signs up. Like, I'm not going to go downtown to the bar in that, but I will <laughs> run errands to Target. Yeah. And be like, this is fine. Exactly. That's why I jumped on the athleisure train a long time ago. If you're telling me I can wear a baggy jean, then fine. I'll do that. That's so true. I started doing a little bit of athleisure myself, and I was like, who am I? It's fantastic. Because, like, the best part about athleisure is nobody knows if you're on your way to the gym or coming from the gym. They're just like, oh, I should go to the gym today. I should go to the gym today. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely about shaming others wearing yoga pants in public. No, <laughs> not for me. The mind is just. A, is a that big, not? Is that not Christianity? Is would Jesus not be on board with that? Oh, maybe I lost Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. Guys, if you have found him, can you please let me know where he is? Maybe shoot us a line over <laughs> at our socials at Happy Hour Rewind, looking for the big guy. Do you think we should get off this podcast and start looking under the cushions around? Oh here? yeah, maybe we'll find some change too. I bet he hides like Peter Pan's shadow. <laughs> That's a tricky little bastard. That, that shadow of Peter Pan. <laughs> All I can think of is the um, Family Guy meme. Oh, Mr. Jesus. Oh, Mr. No, Jesus, Jesus not, not here. here. <laughs> if right. you guys know that that Family Guy one, you think it's hilarious too. Don't Everybody worry. does. This was so much fun. Our first happy hour rewind. Let's cheers one more time. Cheers, guys. We're so glad you finally stopped by to have a full happy hour with us. Yes. See what we talk about throughout the week when we're not on the mic. Come on by with a drink in your hand and look at us on our social media. We've changed everything over yeah. the podcast, you guys. So um, we are at Happy Hour Rewind on Instagram and Twitter and also our Facebook page. Uh-huh. And we actually have full written out um, 
at happy or I'm sorry, happy hour rewind at gmail.com. Yep. If you want to send us a private little shout out. Yeah, let us know what you talk about during your happy hour. Please what do, do you guys drink at happy hour? Are you committed to whatever is like the BOGO drink or if the wine is four dollars? It was giving me a look. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's committed to the BOGO drink. That's not a question. Or are you a martini person? Sometimes I like to throw down mm. a good dirty martini with a blue cheese stuffed olive. Mm. So good. Mm. But whatever you guys do this week, do not forget to be kind and rewind. See you at the bar. See ya.